This is the Wealth Ability for CPAs show. Better clients, better practice, better life. Here's Tom Wheelwright. So the common complaint I get from CPAs is clients don't pay their bill. They don't appreciate it. They don't appreciate us. Um, you know, they're, they're always being negative with us. And how do we turn that into a positive situation? And today we're going to talk about positivity and it may not be exactly what you think because positivity, as we're going to learn from our guests today, starts with us. It doesn't start with other people. It starts with us. It starts about how we think about things, what we do in our surroundings, um, how we look at life. Um, and I'm very excited to have Anthony Iana Reno. Did I get that right, Anthony? Close. You know your friend Anna who lives in Reno? Anna there you Reno. Go. Anna Reno. Okay, yeah. there you go. Anthony Anna Reno. There we go. So uh, welcome, Anthony. Uh, really great to have you on the show and really love this topic. I, I think it's one of the more critical topics for CPAs, especially as we get towards the end of the year. We're starting to do year-end tax planning, uh, year-end budgeting for clients, uh, projections, and uh, and getting into uh, pretty soon, we'll be issuing engagement letters for 2024. So um Anthony, welcome to the show. And if you would give us a little of your background, how you started talking about this. Oh, well, how I started doing this was, uh, um, I'll give you the shortest version of this. I had a uh, two brain surgeries when I was 25 years old after having a grand mal seizure. And then I decided at 26 that I was going to go to college, even though I tried to drop out of high school every day. I had no interest in high school because it wasn't very interesting to me. Uh, I was a political science major, so I mostly just argued with people about politics uh, day and night. And then at some point, I found out that I won the Dean's Academic Scholarship to law school, uh, which meant another political environment where everybody argues about politics all the time. And I had this great mentor uh, named Mike Distelhorse, and he said, you know, you're really angry. You're upset about all these things that go on politically and you're always paying attention to geopolitical things, and it's super negative, and you're really angry, and you should let all of this go. Now, when somebody says, just let something go, <laughs> like that's not the best advice that you're ever going to get. Like, how do you let it go? And uh, he said, you should just think about, don't worry about the government. They're not going to have any impact on your children, but you are. So outrun the bastards and make the money that you want so you can give the family what you want your family to have. And I, I walked away from that and I thought, he's a madman. I mean, how am I supposed to just give all these things up that I've been doing for a long time? And about six months later, I realized I really was angry. I mean, angry, angry. And I got rid of every political, um, anything, a, a magazine, uh, news, anything. I turned off uh, CNBC. I turned off MSNBC. I turned off Fox. And uh, I decided I was going to remove every negative source in my life. And I did it for 30 days. That's what I told myself I was going to do. But at the end of the 30 days, I felt better. And I thought, I wonder if I did it again, if I would feel even more better having gotten rid of more of the negativity. Uh, so I went 60 days. And then at the end of 60 days, I realized that I got something wrong. I wasn't putting in positivity. I was only removing the negativity. So I felt a lot better. Then I started listening to Stephen Covey, Anthony Robbins, Les Brown, Zig Ziglar, 
anybody who was positive, I was just taking in just positive, positive, trying to blow out the negativity if I could. And it turned out that I just never stopped doing it. So when people, when I tell them, like, turn off the news, they're like, how am I going to know what's going on? All the negative people in your life are going to tell you that negative things are going on. You, you won't be able to escape from it. They want you to know that something is bad and you should be concerned about it like they are. But I'm a lot happier. I'm a lot. I mean, I feel a lot better. And I'm, I've just never gone back to doing this. So, so I, let me ask you a question, Anthony. So how's it affected you in your, in, in your business? I mean, clearly you're not, you're not in the, the political scene anymore. You know, you've changed careers and everything, but how do you, how do you see that's affected you for, uh, financially and um, uh, in your business career? I've had um, a number of people that I've worked with in different businesses that are really negative. And, and exactly what you and I said at the beginning of this, you said this at the beginning, a lot of people think, oh, my clients don't pay me. They're these terrible people. Whenever I hear somebody say this, they normally say it like this. If it wasn't for employees and clients, my life would be wonderful. And it's like, yep. well, you're not going to, you're not going to be very positive if that's what you believe about people. And I, I will give you a, a short story if you want one about how you might think about this. If you're listening to this, what you might do about it. My younger brother is a professional comedian. His name is Jake Anarino. And if you go to see him, I am not responsible for any heart. Um, if you have any like heartburn about this, if you don't feel good about what he said, I warned you. So he is a, he's a very uh, dirty comic. So I'm warning you not to do this. He drives from place to place. So he'll go from Ohio to Illinois and he'll do a number of shows there. And he's always unhappy about how people drive. And he thinks that they have road rage and he had some because people drive so bad. And then one day he told me, this guy was trying to cut in front of me and uh, he was just driving erratically. And I looked at his face and I recognized that he was under some pressure. And I said, well, what, what, what did you think was going on? And he said, he looked just like I look when I'm too far away from a rest stop and I really need to get to a bathroom. And I, I said, well, how, how could you know that just by looking at his face? And he goes, because this happens to me all the time. And so then he just said, he told the guy like, go, go get in front of me. And I thought, you just lied to yourself. You have no idea if he was driving bad because he's drinking. I mean, you have no idea, but he's no longer angry with people. He's like, there's some stress that they're experiencing that's causing them to be uh, reckless right now. And then he just let it all go. And I thought, that's an amazing thing for a comedian to come up with. I didn't think he was this kind of a thinker, but his his thing was just, if you think that they're doing something that uh, is erratic or something that bothers you, um, the person who did the most work on this is a guy named Albert Ellis. He did cognitive behavioral therapy. And he said, there's an activating event, and then there's your, your belief about it, and then there's the consequences on how you respond. So all you do is change the belief. So when somebody cuts you off, you're like, that person's child is sick, and they're trying to get them home so they can do take care of their child. I mean, so you can lie to yourself a whole bunch of ways like that. It'd be better than being angry all the time. Let, let, let me turn this a little bit. Um, 
So I have this uh, this belief, and I, I, I'd like to hear your thoughts on it, that uh, we bring about whatever negativity is around us or positivity that's around us. And it's really up to how we look at life. I mean, for 100%. example... For example, uh, we were talking before we 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 started recording um, that I, you know, long ago I I learned that CPA stands for cheapest people in America, and 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 I look at because you know what's interesting is what you said about you know um, if if it weren't for employees if it weren't for clients I hear this all the time I've heard this for forty five <laughs> years if it, you know if, if it weren't for clients this would be a great business I'm going if it weren't for clients this would not be a business and I'm going. <laughs> why are you in this? And so I always look at, well, why are you here in the first place? Why do you get up in the morning? What is it? Is it because you, you, you're just trying to put foot on the table or you actually have something you want to accomplish with people? For me, it's all about the clients. I always say it's clients first, right? It, better clients uh, create a better practice, create a better life is, is our, is our theme at, uh, in our, in our wealth ability franchises. And so I'm going, okay, so, um, I think if we, uh, my, my theory is if we are more positive outwardly and then it reflects on other people and we actually end up with more positive people in our life and we end up seeing more positive things in your life. And am I just looking at life through those colored glasses or, or, or do you think that there's something to that? I, I think that whatever you manifest, you manifest it in yourself first. So in uh, the book, The Negativity Fast, which is the, the book that I'm promoting right now, my sixth book, all the other five are sales books. This one is not. But I never told anybody what the secret of this is. So I'm telling you, the first 11 chapters are you have to figure out how to stop yourself from being negative before you even go on the negativity fast. Because if you don't have the strategies to say, I'm manifesting this in myself and I don't need to. If you're a complainer, and I was a complainer, like if there was a, let's say an Olympic sport called complaining, I'd have like nine gold medals uh, because I complained all the time. And then I started to uh, age. Has, if that happened, has that happened to you where you start to age a bit? And then you start to think, this is pretty good here. <laughs> have you ever had like pizza or ice cream or a dog or family, like, oh, it's so good here. And we don't look at all the good thing because we have something called a negativity bias. We always see the negative and it's always clearer than the positive for some reason. It's just how we're wired. So, so, so that brings me to, I, I just, I just returned from a, 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 a speaking trip to Europe and I noticed I was getting on the plane at Heathrow airport in London. I'm listening to people and I'm looking at people and it's the Americans, it's the rich Americans who are complaining. Of course. Why is that? I mean, how is it that, you know, I, I, rich people, why would rich people complain? I mean, you're getting on, I mean, I'm looking at this and I'm going, this is amazing. We're getting on a plane <laughs> nonstop from London, England to Phoenix, Arizona. Amazing. And it's going to be a smooth ride. And we're going to have comfortable seats. I mean, everybody that was complaining was in first class. So it's not like they were stuck stuck back in the tail, right? And I'm just going, what would cause them to be complaining about something that to me is a miracle? They, it's their birthright. <laughs> they, they think that they're supposed to be complaining. Uh, 
I would tell you my uh, I have I'm in Columbus, so you're in Phoenix. You can go places. I have to go places to go places <laughs> because I'm in a small airport, and sometimes I get stuck. And I would call my wife and I would complain about. I, I'm supposed to be home at nine. Now I'm going to be at 11:30, and now I'm going to be tired tomorrow. And I start complaining. And one time she uh, interrupted me, and she said, "How long before your plane gets there?" And I said, two hours." And she said, "What would you do if you had two hours completely free to yourself?" And I said, "Well, I, I would either write a book or I would read a book." And she said, "Well, well, read a book." And I said, well, "I don't have a book." And she said, walk into one of those stores and buy a book and then enjoy yourself for your two hours, because this is what you would be doing if you had the free time. And I'm like, okay, I went and bought a book. And now I just always carry a book with me because if the gods of, uh, of flight decide to take a plane out, like, okay, I'm going to have a book and I'll do something productive. So yeah, just so she, she adapt. Was like, she was like, this as a gift. You got to get now it's a gift. Hours. You got a gift of two hours. And, and I look at, so I'm looking at our clients and I'm going to me, every client's a gift. I mean, they, uh, I am, I'm privileged to work with them. My job is to serve them. And uh, they not only provide income, but they provide, a, you know, mental stimulation, positive opportunities, a chance to be creative. I mean, they, to me, and plus they, plus they put food on the table for all my employees. Right. So I look at this, I'm going, what a great gift um, the clients are. And I find that um, I've found that when I'm looking at it that way, and I'm looking at it, it's about the clients and it's not about me, that um, we don't have billing issues. We don't have collection <laughs> issues. We don't have that stuff. And I think some of that, I think that is really from two things. This is my supposition. One is that I, I'm focused on them. And so they know that I'm focused on them. And yeah. the other is that, um, you know, I, I've really made a point not to be cheap in my own life. Yes. I, was, I was in a, I was in a luggage store and it was a very high end luggage store. Okay. This is, um, this is, a, this is luggage that runs a thousand dollars for a piece of luggage. I'm in this, I'm in, in this luggage store and this guy and his wife are shopping for luggage for their daughter who's just graduating from college. And I, and I listen, I'm listening to him. I'm going, I got to tell you, best luggage in the world. It is awesome. I own like five different pieces of it. And the guy says, it's really expensive. And I, I said, yeah, he says, and you know, I have a hard time spending money. I'm a CPA and I'm going, I don't have a hard time money spending money and I'm a CPA. And I'm just going, what a difference though, to me, if I can appreciate nice things, then I can appreciate that my clients want to appreciate nice things as well. And I can kind of focus on that and, and really take money off the table. So, uh, you know, to me, it's like, why, why are you making money a negative thing? If you make money a negative thing in your life, you don't want any of it. Yeah, I've got a person in my life who is incredibly rich and incredibly cheap. And there's no reason for her to be cheap because she has uh, enough money for certainly the rest of her life and her children's life. So, but she's cheap. And uh, when you're cheap, the bad thing about that is you're cheap and like, you're not going to have the experiences that you should have that you, I mean, you're here for, I don't know if you want me to tell you the number, but I, I will 4,108 weeks. That's the average life in America. 
uh, the number keeps going down because of uh, fentanyl and suicides. But you have about 4,000 weeks. I have like 1,300. I'm going to do whatever I want. I'm going to enjoy every part of this. What are you going to do with money? You're going to put it in a coffin with you and take it with you to the other side? It's not going to happen. So you may as well enjoy it and make your family enjoy that money too while you got it here, right? No, I, I, I like that. And I, I just think that, you know, I, I appreciate, I mean, the other thing I appreciate is I do appreciate our profession. Now I find a lot, a lot of negativity in the CPA profession, but I'm going, wait a minute, here you have, you, you've dealt with hundreds, if not thousands of clients over your lifetime. You have all of this experience, all of this knowledge, and your clients are dying to hear it. They're dying to get this knowledge and they'd willingly pay for it. So why are we keeping that from them? But to me, it's just because it's either, I mean, here's my question to you. Is this our own feeling of not, uh, of, of negative net worth? Or is, are, are we, you know, why are we selfish with this information when we sh could be delivering amazing opportunities for our clients? I, I think that one of the best things that we do as business people, so I do sales training, leadership coaching, I do a number of things like that. I also have a couple of staffing companies that I have uh, equity in. And I think when you are able to help somebody solve a problem that they can't solve without your insight and your experience, your knowledge, your authority, your expertise, it's a gift. I mean, if you have that and you've done all the work to be able to do this, the best thing that you can do is help other people. There's not anything that makes us feel better and in the second to last chapter in this book, I tell a story about every every year I go into the uh, Humane Society and I buy all the dogs. Now, I'm not crazy. I don't take the dogs. I just buy them. So I'm like a bail bondsman for dogs at the end of the year. And the last time I did this, <clears throat> I bought nine dogs. That's how many dogs they had. And they said, uh, please don't buy the dogs. Just let us have the money because we're going to have to have, get some training for some of these dogs. It's going to be really expensive. I said, you can use the money however you want. And then they said, would you mind taking a picture with this dog? A giant white pit bull. <clears throat> and it was uh, rather, um, let's say it was moving around quite a bit. So they took a picture with me with this dog. And then they put it on their, their Facebook page. And some woman saw the picture and it, they said, you know, this guy's an angel. Like it, it's... It's not that much money, but so, and uh, he bought all the dogs and uh, he gave us this money. The next day, a woman saw that she walked in and bought every single cat at the Humane Society. That's got to be like 46,000 cats. I have no idea. There's a lot of cats in there. And then two of my friends on Facebook saw that and said, you mean to tell me you can buy the dogs and not have to take them with you? <laughs> they're going to take your money, go give them the money. And then I had a number of friends go in and just give them more money, pretending that they were buying the dogs. I mean, what, what more fun is there than just making a difference, right? What are you here for? So I just think that uh, when we're doing, when we're at our best, we're helping people with real problems. We're doing everything we can to make sure that they get the results that they want. What else are you going to do here? I mean, they're uh, just, this is what we do, right? 
I, I, I love that. And this is, this is what we do as entrepreneurs. This is what we do. You know, the job of an entrepreneur is to solve a problem. And, and when you solve a problem, you get a bigger problem to solve. And I, I love that. Uh, if we can, um, Anthony, let's switch a little bit to negativity in the workplace. So um, yeah. we, we kind of talked about, okay, how do we not be negative with clients? Well, we appreciate the client. So let's say we've got employees, you know, we've all had those. Um, we actually have called our office a no drama zone from day, you know, from, uh, from day one, there's no drama in our office. If you want to have drama, go do that somewhere else. If you want to have drama, that's fine. You can be employed somewhere else. You don't have to be employed here because if there is drama, you're not going to be employed here very long. How do you deal or how do you suggest dealing with um, a negative employee? Somebody who's just really like not a positive influence. Yeah, there's a. I'm I'm going to tell you how dangerous that is. So I've done um, in in this book that I wrote, I cited everything because when I read about gratitude, the claims were so outrageous. I was like, nobody's going to believe this. Like, it will lower your blood pressure. It will give you a. You it will remove inflammation. Uh, it will give give you a better chance of not having a heart attack. It's like it's so many things. I started to do this. It only takes one person to turn other people toxic. And then once that person gets somebody to be toxic, then you start to have a toxic environment. So you're right, you have to protect against that. And either that person has to change their outlook on life and their life will be very short um, because it is shorter if you're negative. So one of the things you will live longer being positive than being negative. But once they start to infect everybody else, I describe it this way. The only cancer that uh, travels between humans is negativity. Uh, well, I'll get you negative and then you'll get the next one negative. Pretty soon we have a toxic environment and all of a sudden we're not doing good work anymore at all because we're all sitting around complaining and being negative. I would tell you my own, as an entrepreneur myself, once I have a conversation with you and that doesn't change, I will remove you because... I'm not going to let you infect the rest of the people that work here. I just won't let anybody ruin people. It's not worth it. And no matter what I have to do, I would move them out rather than keep them there just because the risk is too great. I, I like it. So that that goes along with the, the old adage, right? Is hire slow and fire fast. And yeah, absolutely. That would, that would be a case you would fire fast. I, I, I agree with that. I, I find that uh, I've, I mean, we've all had them, right? We've all had the negative people. I think what's most important is that it's not us, right? Because <laughs> if it's us, we've got to change ourselves. So what are, um, if you could, give us two or three steps that people can do if they find themselves complaining, whether it's on the road, the airport, um, at the restaurant, wherever, and we catch ourselves. Okay, so we're watching for it now. What are two or three, three things people we can do um, to kind of shift that, negativity to a more positive focus. I, I will give you um, my best uh, story on this uh, and what, what you can do. The po there, there's a guy that they call the father of positive psychology, Martin Seligman. I think he was at Penn State. And when he became, uh, he was going to get into psychoanalyst and become a psychologist. And um, everything was negative. Like you need a pharmaceutical or you need a psychoanalyst or both. And he thought this isn't the right way. Like we should try to flourish. We should try to be happy. We should try to be effective. And uh, he built that idea. 
But one thing that he did, he was on Time Magazine and he got an entrepreneur who built a website with him and it was called Three Blessings. And what he asked people to do uh, in in Time Magazine was at the end of the night, every every night, you write down three good things that happened to you during the day and why those things were good things for you. So you write down those three things. Okay, you do it for two weeks and Seligman will tell you in a book called The Hope Circuit that as far as they can tell, if you are anxious, stressed, or depressed, uh, you will not be for as long as six months after doing that exercise for two weeks. And uh, I would tell you, you should do it for a lot longer. But if you're complaining, if you're negative, and you start to do this exercise every night, what will happen to you is you'll have this journal. It won't be like a gratitude journal where you go like, I love my wife. I'm grateful for my kids. I'm grateful for my job. Uh, that's just repetitive. You'll just end up saying the same thing over. But now it's like something that actually happened in that day. When you go back through your journal, you're like, man, a lot of good things happen to me. Like every day, good things happen to me. And that can help you to eliminate some of the negativity bias that we have because now you're focusing on the positive things that are happening to you instead of the, the difficult things that happen to you. Everybody has negative events. And I would tell you, you are allowed to be negative when the circumstances would say you should be negative. Um, but that's not very often for us. And a lot of it is internal to us. So that's the part that we have to get a, a hold on is, is what we think and what we believe and what's in here in our bodies because that's what's mostly going to drive us. I, I, I love that. It's, it's, it's always seemed to me that uh, negativity and gratitude can't occupy the same space. That's true. And so, you know, the way the way kick negativity out is actually to replace it, not yes. just eliminate it and actually replace it with something positive. And gratitude is always the most positive thing we can replace it for, whether it's gratitude for clients, gratitude for, for staff, gratitude for spouse, gratitude for family. I think there's so many things. Um, aren't you aren't you grateful that. for the problems that your clients have? Oh, of course. I mean, if they didn't I mean, have problems, we wouldn't we wouldn't have right. a, plus it makes life interesting. Problems yeah. to me, um, you know, one of my um uh you know, one of my favorite books is all about um barriers, right? That that uh, that's that's where uh, good things come is when we hit, run up against the barriers. When when we run so into are the Ryan Holidays. That's book. Ryan Holidays book. Yeah, yeah, great book. The obstacle is the way. The obstacle is the way. Uh, highly recommend it. So, um, because because that is, I, I I think these these are all opportunities, and any any criticism we get actually I think is a gift as well, because um, it lets us know, and you know it helps us set, uh, correct our course. And I love that. Um, uh, before we wrap up, any final things that you would like to add here, um, Anthony? And by the way, the book is The Negativity Fast. I love it. Um, and really, it's about uh, increasing your positivity, which I think will increase, um, you know, end up, you'll end up with better clients and, and a better practice and a better life. I, I believe that I, you know, my book, Tax-Free Wealth, and my two books, and The Win-Win Wealth Strategy, are both about how to see the positive side of the tax system and make it work for you and your clients. Um, but any, any final, any final words about positivity here? I just think that you're here for a short time. And I think that 
you should do everything you can to just make it the best life that you have. And if you're negative, it won't be the best life that you can possibly have. And you already know this because you've been practicing it. And it is a practice. I mean, good things happen and bad things happen, but it's how we deal with those things that that make the difference. And I think that people should do better by getting rid of the negative sources if they can, because the divisiveness that we have with politics and the anger that people have right now is just not very healthy. And uh, it would be better if they would try to remove all of those things for some period of time and see if they don't feel better. I, 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 I believe they will. I, I, I love it. Um, and I, I and I would add one thing is that look at your values. Look at the values of your company. Uh, our very first value is have fun with it. And I'm, I'm thinking, I always think if you're not having fun, why are you doing it? Because life should be fun. And uh, with that, I want to thank Anthony Anarino. Um, the book is The Negativity Fast. Um, your um, website is thesalesblog.com. Is that right? Yeah. 5,150 blog posts uh, written. Now uh, I have the carpal tunnel to prove it. So that's awesome. Uh, I've, I've, I write every day uh, since December 28th, 2009, uh, every day, minus 13 days when I was in Tibet. And I, I didn't think that I was going to be able to uh, post from Tibet, but it turns out uh, China Mobile. Uh, was better yeah. than being in Columbus, Ohio. Like it, the, it was so good, but there's nobody out there. And so you got all of the bandwidth yourself. So that was the only time I missed. That's awesome. So thank you, Anthony. Thank you everyone for listening. Remember, um, we have a great opportunity to serve our clients, to serve our employees, to make life better for us and for everybody around us. And when we do, we'll always end up with better clients, a better practice and a better life. We'll see you all next time. You've been listening to the WealthAbility for CPA show. Better clients, better practice, better life. To learn more, go to WealthAbility.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>